What's going on, fam? Welcome to the Get the Bag podcast, episode 31. Man, we're, we're yep. climbing up the ladder there. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm your host, Claudia Castro. We've got my co-host, Tim Park. we hey, got fam. a really exciting uh, episode for you guys today. But before we get into that, I always say hit the like button, subscribe, share this with your network. Um, you know, we're, we're here for you. So if you can yeah. post your, any questions that you guys have throughout our conversation, we'd be more than happy to answer them. Uh, but of course, you guys can always follow us on IG as well. Um, that information will be in the show notes. So interesting conversation today. Mm-hmm. Um, and one that there's no one direct way to go about it, which is, you know, how to start a career in real estate or because, you know, we don't when you're an investor, right? It's um, it's not really. It's almost like I don't see people considering it like a career, right? Because it's mm-hmm. not your traditional job. Right. Um, but the but we're going to discuss different options that you may have in real estate. There's not there's not a single way, especially if you're new and you've never even heard of wholesaling or mm-hmm. what's fix and flipping, um, stuff like that. We go off of what the main media or mass media kind of shares with us. Um, So we want to just kind of uncover those things. So um, when, I guess you, you've been pretty aware of of real estate, uh, Mm -hmm. Tim, Uh, what, 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 like, I guess a couple years ago when you, when real estate topic came up, like what, what, where did you go to? Like, what, like, what did you consider it as? Well, uh, my knowledge of real estate, you know, um, was is that you had to be like a realtor or if you kind of want to get in real estate right you had to go be a realtor or if you wanted to uh, be a a mortgage lender or um, you know you could be a real estate lawyer so all Mm -hmm. of these aspects of the profession really um, was it and then you know you could be an investor so that's Mm -hmm. what I was most interested in and how to be an investor so I already kind of knew what direction I kind of wanted to go within the real estate field. Um, but a lot of people just know that there's kind of only one or two ways to kind of get into the field, right? Mm. And um, there's a lot more um, after getting into it and uh, learning more about real estate that there's a lot more like, you know, now you have your escrow agents, your title companies and all of, all of these different aspects of real estate that kind of open the door of what, which way you want to kind of get in. And then each way isn't different. It may be more geared toward what your situation is. If you want to have mm-hmm. a career in, you know, the lending side, or if you have want a career as an agent, just helping and selling, you know, being part of a team there and, you know, working for a major brand in real estate. And there's nothing wrong with that. But my route was getting into investing and how to generate, you know, generational wealth and, you know, just be uh, very comfortable in my financial situation um, when, um, when it came to my family and, um, you know, taking care of my family. So that's, mm. that was kind of the mindset of getting into real estate. What about yourself? Yeah, it was probably on a similar route. I mean, I've always actually 
for the last 10 years, I was a big HGTV fan. So I feel like that's <laughs> yeah. kind of uh, shaded me and like it, it, my initial thoughts of like, okay, I know realtor. There's always in those shows, there's always a fix and flipper, right? Yeah. Always like finding the ugliest houses. And then there's like a realtor. So I knew, okay, there's a project manager, contractor. And so that's like the only route I thought like, okay, if I, but I never, you know, 10 years ago when I started watching these shows, I never considered like, oh yeah, that's not for me or um, mm -hmm. I'm never going to do that. But, um, you know, as the pandemic hit and we were kind of stuck inside, you know, I started listening to more podcasts um, and I think I shared my story with this, uh, with Chris, when I did my interview with him, but he mentioned, how, how did you get into it? And it wasn't really until my uh, brother's girlfriend, like bought a house, um, mm. in Vegas. Mm -hmm. And I was like, how does she do that? Like, how is that even right. possible? You know? And like, I just, just wheels just started turning. And, um, that's where I was introduced to bigger pockets. Mm -hmm. which um you know if, if especially if you don't know anything i mean don't get caught in the rabbit hole of analysis <laughs> paralysis but that's right. a great that's a great place to start either their podcast or their forum if you go i think biggerpockets.com and just type in anything you can even type in how to get started in real estate and even then that can take you down um different trajectories so that opened my eyes in terms of that but even then before they were talking more about fix and flip and like the mm -hmm. burr strategy, which mm -hmm. was all new to me. Um, it wasn't until they interviewed somebody who was a wholesaler that really got my mind thinking like, Oh, you doesn't, you just flip paper. Like, you don't, mm -hmm. you don't mm -hmm. have to be licensed. That mm -hmm. was really intriguing for me. I'm always finding the least path of resistance. Right. Like exactly. If you even look at my job that I have now, like I didn't get a degree in, in, in technology or in, um, you know, uh, product management or whatever it is, it just mm -hmm. kind of just happened through work experience. So that was, um, something that I was like, huh, that I don't have to do much. I just have to learn. And, and so that's where, you know, kind of found Chris, which is ironic. Um, I just literally just put this on just repping the, the you today. Um, right. but yeah, I mean, those, those are really, that was all I knew was like, uh, realtor, become a realtor mm -hmm. and uh, fix and flip HGTV. I knew nothing about wholesaling. Um, so it's, it's really interesting how now more wholesalers have come out from the pandemic and now they're, mm -hmm. you know, more people are promoting it. Now I'm now I'm noticing those, we buy houses, which maybe, maybe right. before we didn't. So um, yeah, it's really interesting how, once you're exposed to something, now you see it everywhere. So it's always been in right. front of our noses <laughs> in mm -hmm. a way. Yeah, we're kind of biased because, you know, that's how we got started into real estate was the wholesaling side, right? And uh, now uh, we, we're continuing on with uh, wholesaling, but, you know, with my business, I've kind of um, gone to commercial, the commercial mm -hmm. side as well, too, you know, with multifamily, like retail um mm -hmm. industrial and office buildings so you know it just kind of opened the whole uh, i you know i i guess i cracked the 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 Code. you know the the nut there so it's just a situation where a whole new world of information and how you get started right. in in real estate and cuz i get you know people ask me you know i say i'm in real estate and this is what i do and they're like 
you're not an agent or you right. know they're the traditional way of real estate is always been you get into real estate being a real estate agent right and so right. a lot of people that the first conversations oh i thought about being a real estate agent and it's like well right there's other avenues you don't have to be a real estate agent if you don't want to and you know so i go into that whole spiel and they 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 kind of raise their eyebrows and like what you know is that aha moment is it legal it's a right, spam right. Exactly. yeah or a scam i should say uh mm-hmm. yeah i mean totally that even um with with my own um you know i thought i had to get a real estate license or that was the proper way to go about it and uh, even when I talk about my assignments, mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, I just closed the deal. And they go, oh, what's your commission? And I mean, commission, assignment, like it really is similar, yeah. but it's it's not, you know, when you're mm-hmm. a realtor, um, you, it's all like things have to be phrased a very specific way. You can't mm-hmm. just say, like, I can't say I got a commission mm-hmm. because I'm not a, a realtor or a broker. There's like mm-hmm. different lingo and stuff, yeah. or, like maybe a residential Maybe commercial. I don't even know if you guys use because you guys share the pie um, on the mm-hmm. commission. But yeah. Um, yeah, and so usually that introduces. I'm like, oh no, I'm not. I'm not a realtor. Or I'm not an agent. They go like, what? What are you? What are you? <laughs> right. <laughs> Who right. are you? Uh, and so that introduces a way to um, kind of give an elevator pitch of like, this is what I do. Uh, mm-hmm. This is how it works. And so people are always like. Huh, like it's always the same reaction every single time. It's so funny. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, uh, you know, I'm having to introduce them um, with, with, that, with that, that, those phrases and the, um, how it kind of works. And so in a right. way, I'm kind of selling me and selling mm-hmm. like what wholesaling is. Yeah. So, so let's, uh, I guess, let's kind of break down, I guess, the different ways to kind of get into real estate, I think. Yeah. Um, you know, of course, Wholesaling is what we we kind of got started in, right? So, right. wholesaling is probably the lowest barrier of entry if you have really zero to low budget in yep. getting into real estate, and you don't want to get a license and all that. So, we'll kind of describe, you know, mm-hmm. uh, realtor in a minute. But um, it just allows you to um, get uh, talk to a seller get it under contract uh, with Mm -hmm. them um, as you were buying it and then find a a buyer or fix and flipper that is looking for a house to flip in that area. And you would just assign Mm -hmm. that contract to them um, at a higher price, higher price. Right. And then, so you take it to your closing attorney, title company or escrow company and uh, you know, open uh, uh, an escrow account and then upon closing that spread between what you uh, locked up the contract with with the seller and what you assign the buyer or fix and flipper with mm-hmm. is what gets sent to you um, you know through wire transfer or a check so that's yep. kind of a break a small breakdown of what wholesaling is um, there's mm-hmm. a lot that goes involved in that, but just right. the ba- basic concept of that, right? Yep. And then, um, you know, the traditional way is being a realtor, right? You can go that route, which is you have to 
get a you know apply or you know take the test you know study for it yeah like test. different hours um, right. number of hours to complete and mm -hmm. there's there's now a variety of like online courses i think that you can take and then you take the test um there is like a fee and it's um i know people who are realtors obviously we work with realtors so um you know we kind of understand like their process a little bit but um yeah, you usually have to pay, you have to pass the test. Um, and then from there, you have to join a brokerage, mm -hmm. right? That's correct. Um, and then what brokers are is um, they basically are like a step above. They went, mm -hmm. I th I'm assuming they have to do a test as well. Yeah, they have to pass an additional test. Right. So they yeah. take their, they take their, um, talents further mm -hmm. um and usually with a broker is they can work independently and start their own brokerage so when you see like uh century 21 or mm -hmm. compass like those mm -hmm. are brokerages where they have a team of realtors that they hire now when you have a real estate agents that work under your brokerage they have to when they close their commission they have to give some of the money to the brokerage so it's a really interesting um thing like the, the, the way it kind of makes up mm -hmm. um <clears throat> but that's usually the process with it and from what i understand it's very expensive mm -hmm. to get your broker's license um, and even then there's a variety of different um going back to being a real estate agent or even mm -hmm. a broker there's like residential agent there's commercial mm -hmm. agent there's residential uh, brokers there's um commercial brokers so mm -hmm. um <clears throat> there's there's levels um to that um but those are kind of the basics yeah and uh to elaborate a little bit more because we were saying low entry to barrier if you have a mm -hmm. low budget like you have to spend money on you know the tests and then you have right. to spend money on um you know the the marketing and you know with the brokerage and stuff and you have to split your fees really with um the brokerage right so that's right that's kind of um you know some of the expenses that you would have to occur when you you're a real estate agent you know you'll have to buy right. signs and if you're a listing agent all this stuff like that you know so right um depending if the brokerage actually provides you your that information as well too so yeah um, and point. there's nothing wrong with i mean we work with realtors before it's not a problem um, you know, so, um, you know, as a real, real estate investors, um, you know, they can find buyers for us. So they mm -hmm. may have a fix and flipper that they work with in partnership because they list the property after they renovate. Right. So right. that's the relationship that they have. So as you, as in a wholesaler, we are open to working with uh realtors that are investor friendly right so right. they kind of know and understand you know some realtors don't understand what a wholesaler does and they feel like we're invading in their territory and they get very um, possessive um, mm. on that and it's not that we're just trying to you know i'm all about working together for an ultimate goal because we're all trying right. to get paid Right. Right. And, there's plenty you know, of money out there. Yeah. There's money out there. And if they want to get, you know, have part of that commission or referral fee or whatever the case may be, you definitely can work it out um, right. on that end too. So um, 
I think there was a question on. Yep, I was just gonna say, do you know the percent that they have to split with? I'm assuming with the broker, because um, mm -hmm. usually typical, I mean, re residential, even commercial. Well, commercial is usually lower because you're dealing with higher um, mm -hmm. money, but. Typically, it's like three, three to six percent, perhaps um, the commission. Mm -hmm. Do you know mm -hmm. like what percentage is given to the broker? Yeah, so the broker could take. It depends on the, each broker. <clears throat> it could be different. Sometimes they take sixty forty. Sometimes it's eighty twenty. Sometimes it's fifty fifty. It just really depends. Depends based on, the on that uh, per, the commission, right? So right. Let's say they get a three percent commission. They would have to split that with the broker let's say 80 20 or you know 70 30 or whatever on, right. on that. so that's kind of how that would would go but sometimes it's just a split like 1.5 goes to the brokerage and then 1.5 mm -hmm. goes to the you know go, goes to you as a real estate agent so right. there's different kind of um depending on what brokers you're with and what relationship you have and what you negotiate with the broker yeah. Yeah, totally. And um, like I said, even with commercials, I mean, you're you're dealing with like bigger size deals. Um, mm -hmm. it, it, it's the, the pool of money is a little bit smaller um, yeah. where you're actually splitting their commission with them. Right. Yeah. And yeah. Like the way you, you write out the language in the contract mm -hmm. um, where it's like a consulting fee or. Mm -hmm. um, and so that pot of the commission is split. But usually it's like maybe like one or two points. Yeah, because, you know, the, on these bigger deals, like the lower the amount, the price, <laughs> the, higher the, the... Pr the higher the percentage, right. but the higher the price, then, you know, it goes down to like 1%, right? So, right. but that 1% is still a lot of money. When yeah, you're I mean, if you're talking about 10, 10 million or... Yeah, yeah. So it's, but it's funny because then... Um, you know, I haven't done because I'm not a realtor, so I don't know what the negotiation is per the selling agent and then the buyer's agent on that. Right. I, I'm assuming it's similar to what we're doing on the commercial side. So, mm -hmm. you know, we will get a point from and a point just to let you guys know is a percentage point. So right. whenever people say point, it just means a percentage point of um, what you're getting as a fee. So I like to call it a fee, whether it's a commission fee, whether it's an assignment fee, whether it's an advisory fee. So um, you know that's the way that you're kind of getting paid. So the fee would be coming from usually on a commercial deal, it's, you know, the seller kind of um, or the buyer kind of pays for the commission, right? Mm -hmm. Or you ask right. for <clears throat> the commission for from the buyer. And mm -hmm. then um, the seller also pays a commission too, because you kind of negotiate what would be, you know, uh, is it going to be two points, one point or whatever. And you have that relationship with the seller and say, Hey, we have investors that would actually want to purchase or, you know, buyers in this, this, and then depending on the relationship on a buyer, you might get another point. And then what you right. do is you split that with, with the agents that on there. So, because if we don't yeah. know the selling agent, we're not going to split our one percent with with you know the with them on the buyer side. Oh, but gotcha. they're willing to split their percentage for bringing in the buyer. 
you know mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I mean, you have, um, like you said, that you have the seller side and the buyer side, and right. sometimes you can dip in both, depending, like you said, on, on leveraging mm-hmm. relationships. Um, and it's, it also happens in residential too, where um, <clears throat> you know, if, we, if you're wholesaling um, mm-hmm. either a listed property or something like that, where the seller is responsible for the selling agent, and then. Um, you split it with, with the buyer buyer's agent um, because they brought the deal um, mm-hmm. to keep it like uh, simple like that. But um, I mean, there's just so many avenues, even within like being a realtor or working mm-hmm. with realtors. I know a lot of wholesalers who became realtors mm-hmm. or, you know, got their real estate license to kind of add leverage in deals. Cause if mm-hmm. you imagine um, <clears throat> and there's ways you can double dip as well, even in residential that I know many yep. people do, where it's like, hey, I'm I'm dipping into the seller's um, agent. Maybe I'm representing the seller, but then I brought a buyer, and I'm able and I'm able to represent them. Or I don't know exactly how that works, but right. Um, I mean, there's there's an advantage in starting off as a wholesaler. You accumulate some funds and then decide you want to become a real estate agent because if you're marketing to sellers, you can you know, you can give them two paths, two options and be like, Hey, I can give you a cash offer, which would be a wholesale uh, for a wholesale fee. We can be like, well, if that cash offer didn't work for you, would you be open to listing it? I'm a real estate agent as well. Um, Mm -hmm. If you are a real estate agent and you do wholesale, there is some language. I believe you have to be known saying you're, you're not, this isn't a commission. You're not receiving Mm -hmm. a commission uh, fee, um, stuff like that. But there's there's a um, great opportunities for it. I think it just varies on like um, the industry, the specific um, area in real estate that you're in, and maybe your market as well. Um, mm-hmm. I know certain, uh, even certain uh, states. I think Chica- is Chicago the only one, or Illinois, where you uh, you can't wholesale without having your real estate license. I believe. I think Chicago is one of Chicago. the few. Um, I think. I'm not sure if Pennsylvania is or not, but they're slowly passing, you know, so you have to check the laws in your state on if you're going to be a wholesaler, if you have to have your real estate license to wholesale Mm -hmm. um, real estate. But majority of the states that and cities in in those areas allow you to um, wholesale, right? Yeah. um, So that's, so it's just, if you're going to wholesale in a cer- certain state, then just double check. For sure. Yeah, because there, I think Pennsylvania is, is just um, you have to take a course or it's like certified um, as a um, not necessarily an agent, but it's like a wholesaling certification that you have to take mm-hmm. um, and pay. It's like 50 bucks. So nothing like crazy. But there is, I think, because of um, the Realtors Association, I think, who don't like, like you said, they're possessive. They don't yeah. like wholesalers because there are those bad wholesalers out there that, yeah, you know, just giving us a, a bad rep. So, you know, there are regulations coming. I, I would foresee in the next couple of years, uh, whether it's people mm-hmm. getting their real estate license or maybe a specific wholesale uh, license, right. maybe. Right. Um, so it is going to become harder. So that's why it's like, Hey, just get started now while you can. Um, but even the commercial space, like we talked, going back to that, there's not, you know, if you know the right people, you don't really need, um, you know, any licenses. Right. Right. And that's, it's, 
it's great because I don't know is the commercial side is really evolving um, in in our business, and so mm-hmm. um, a lot of people. It's funny because now that has the markets change, you know, a lot of private equity and different, um, uh, you know, financial managers are looking for alternative investments, which mm. real estate falls under. Right. Um, but they may not know the real estate uh, environment or industry as well as they do, you know, uh, with stocks and different um, uh, different bonds and stuff. So uh they they have been calling you know like different family offices on you know can we uh put money into some of your investments that you currently have and uh if there's a deal can you let us know and then we kind of walk them through like what that looks like we would do the underwriting and tell them hey this is the this is a good deal you know, mm-hmm. you can come in at X amount <clears throat> and then uh, you would get a return of X in, right. in three to five years or even, you know, sooner than that, depending on what they want um, on that. So it's it's really I didn't even know that was an option within real estate is that, you know, because this is the first time there was for me to be in real estate and there's a dip. Right. Right. And uh, so I'm just learning learning more on different possibilities of uh, avenues within the company, uh, my company, and how we can help, you know, other people besides just sellers, right? We're helping, yeah. you know, financial advisors and trying to recoup some of the money that they lost in the stock market and, you know, Crypto, by opening yeah. up uh, other avenues of that. So it's, right. it's, it's really interesting. So, you know, going back to there's different, ways to get in real estate and you know you know i know for what we do is you know it's more of a business for us you know and a lot of people work as a career for it so mm-hmm. like you said you know it's not really kind of a career but this is a, a path that we chose to start a business to do mm-hmm. that and you know this is what we do for you know our our for our life and 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 that's what we choose and other people choose paths to work for other people in real estate, right? Right, and, right. Um, so that's, the, and there's nothing wrong with that. And especially if you're trying to learn and get into that field and then break off and start your own stuff, then that's a way to go as well, too. Yeah, and many people do that, do it yeah. that way as well. Uh, but mm-hmm. I think that's a great point. You know, um, you know, so many people you know, just kind of are always interested and there's a, like, why not learn the ropes first before you break off and, you know, do your own thing. Um, but like I said, you can go super deep into <clears throat> each thing. And like, there's different ways to be investors. Like active investors are people who, you know, kind of like us, like you guys are underwriting deals. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can be a passive investor too. We can also talk, right. like mention syndication. Sure. is another form too, but um, passive investors are people with money. So usually it's like lawyers, doctors, um, mm-hmm. or it can be anybody really depending on it. But, you know, if you're dealing with these big old deals, you know, there's, it's people with money, mm-hmm. um, with deep pockets. So by being passive, they're, be, they're trusting a company like you guys, like with money and being like, Hey, um, I have a million dollars, um, put it somewhere. Uh, mm-hmm. invest it in, in something uh, and I want, you know, and 
hopefully in a couple of years I get, you know, double my investment or something like right, that. Right. So um, there's, there's different avenues to like invest because, because uh, this, this industry or like, you know, being a business owner uh, is, it isn't for everybody. Not everybody wants to, or people love their job, you know, whatever mm-hmm. it is, like they're in, um, you know, a doctor, a lawyer, whatever the right. case may be. Um, so it's um, being an entrepreneur isn't for everybody. So, but they want to park their money somewhere. Um, mm-hmm. You know, some people do the stock market. Some people do, um, you know, syndications, which, um, you know, is a little bit more complicated, but it's related also to um, multifamily. That's also mm-hmm. another route you can take to own um, real estate or to invest in real estate. Uh, but we're, we're trying to just create like simple steps in terms mm-hmm. of like where, where you can kind of get started. Um, Absolutely. But yeah, we just named a few. So, you know, we talked about wholesaling, realtor, mm-hmm. broker. Um, dipped it into a little bit of a commercial because commercial is so broad and mm-hmm. go <laughs> any way. Right. Um, but we can talk about multifamily because, um, you know, that can be an active investment. Like if mm-hmm. you're putting in money um, and having to manage it or you, you know, get somebody to manage it. But that's also a great way to necessarily a career, but getting started in, in, in real estate is owning assets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I know many people who just focus on multifamily and do mm-hmm. really, really well. Um, and, and there's also fix and flipping, right. which can kind of evolve into different things. Right. You know, but um, yeah, it's just kind of like picking something that you're kind of uh, gravitate towards mm-hmm. and then just starting there. And I, I know why people gravitate towards wholesaling because similar to us we're like least path of resistance i don't need anything mm-hmm. okay yeah let me sign up for this course and see how it goes um whereas maybe other people you know either because they know or they don't know when to get started through a different route yeah exactly and <clears throat> i think like you know we're talking about multifamily, and you know it and it's an easy way if you have a nine to five and you know you kind of want to get into real estate and you just still know what path to go you're you're not willing to switch careers because you have this nine to five that you're really good at but you're making a decent amount of money but you want to get into real estate so like multifamily could be you know two to four units which is residential and then mm-hmm. five units or more is uh, on the business side but uh, a commercial side but um, it's a good way to generate passive income so mm-hmm. Um, you know, you get into kind of house hacking or you, you just kind of buy, buy a multifamily and then generate income from the rents from there. Mm-hmm. So it could add to your um, income definitely um, when you get into multifamily and if you have a nine to five. So it's not that much more work or stress um, that you're putting on yourself, but you're making right. extra money doing that. So a lot of people choose that path just because they may have a full-time job and they think they, they are able to, you know, get into a property that allows them to generate some income, um, right. you know, extra income for themselves. So um, that's, that's yeah, exactly. a great path, right. Uh, for people yeah. And a way to replace their income too. Mm-hmm. Um, I know so many people who are like, I just, you know, my goal is just to buy one house or one uh, multifamily or, two multifamily properties to cover my expenses. 
And then right. it just kind of turns into they bought 40 houses or 40 multifamily properties mm-hmm. um, and quit their job. So it just it just kind of varies. Or some people still have their job. Like you said, they 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 love it. They're good at it. It doesn't get in the way with like family or mm-hmm. or anything like that. So, um, you know, there's there's no right or wrong way. Like we we've, we've talked about, I think it's just kind of picking a lane Mm-hmm. Like focusing on that, learning as much about it, taking action on it. And then as uh, once you kind of have really learned that process, you can like move on to the next thing. Mm-hmm. So for us, we started off as wholesaling, mm-hmm. learned a lot of stuff like you, Tim, connected with uh, a family office. So now mm-hmm. you've learned you've been learning a lot about commercial Um and now like we we're trying to veer towards multifamily as well. Mm-hmm. So um, it's, I think it's just a natural progression, right. With like, you don't want to just, I, I don't see them like most successful people sticking to doing one thing. Like eventually mm-hmm. people wholesaling, they're going to want to buy assets because well, right. taxes, especially right. if you're making good money, you got to put <clears throat> park your money somewhere. You can't just spend it all. So yeah. um, I think there's, just so many opportunities. I think people just need to expose themselves to it and just kind of pick a lane. Maybe sometimes there's just too many options. So people are like, I don't even know where to start. I'm going to do multifamily today, wholesaling Mm -hmm. the other day. Um, You got to just focus on one thing at a time. Yeah, absolutely. And I think to further, you know, elaborate on that, because what happens is, is that once you actually get into something, it opens doors to exactly yeah. what you kind of want to do right within the field. And because it opens your mind to other aspects, because I know that right. people, when we kind of joined the U with Chris Jefferson and, you know, we all kind of started at the same point. Right. And right. we learned how to wholesale. We've done deals, but then we, excuse me, we spread it at our wings to other avenues. Like I went the direction of, you know, kind of commercial and multifamily and stuff. And then I know other people that actually went the tech route. They actually mm-hmm. are, yeah. they built platforms that they felt people needed in wholesaling or in real estate to help yeah. them get more leads or help them to communicate with sellers. So mm-hmm. they actually built prat- platforms that were, improvements of current platforms right or you know platforms that allow you to get lists from the county or the city and stuff so there it's not just you know doing wholesaling or being a realtor it's finding what's going to be best a best path for your yourself and your situation and kind of going from there that's a really good point um where you can veer it into anything, uh, like you mm-hmm. said, tech. Um, yeah, I know some people that started um, an app for wholesalers on the mm-hmm. buying side and, and the selling side, um, where you can like market your deal or buyers can post profiles on like, what they're looking for. And you're going to see a lot of that. And, um, you know, listening to old podcast podcasts of like Max Maxwell or just mm-hmm. even Chris Jefferson talking about like, hey, when I got started, I had to really like the competition was just not there because you had to do the most to get a list to skip trace (laughs) it, let alone like it was was like a whole process Right. because it's just like natural evolution. Like once people catch on, like Mm -hmm. um, 
somebody's going to go out there and, and figure out like, Hey, I'm, I'm done doing this. Like where, yeah. what's a way that I can on, automate this yeah. and turn it into a business. Um, so you've seen that in the last couple of years, like prop stream, you know, mm-hmm. um, dialers, right. uh, better dialers, um, better ways to get data, skip tracing, that kind of stuff. So you're going to see more and more of that. And now mm-hmm. you're seeing people with like CRMs, different CRMs Absolutely. selling those. Yeah. Um, so you're going to, Anything where you, there's a pain point, there's there's somebody's gonna turn that pain point into a profit by like you know creating a business out of it. Um, but yeah, I think I mean I think that's a great point that technology is a big aspect of that. Um, yeah. And um, I mean, you, you can honestly go any direction. You kind of take could. your industry yeah. and relate it to real estate in one way or another. Right. I mean, like. If you come from a technical background and, you know, you get you want to get in real estate and then you want to keep your technical background, there's options for that. Right. If you right. want, if you're very project uh, manager oriented, then, you know, you can provide a service that actually, uh, per, you know, helps, you know, real estate agents or, um, you know, wholesalers to be more organized and how to you know, put systems in place for their business. And so there's, mm. there's a lot of different avenues to not just get into, you know, uh, real estate. Uh, of course, real estate kind of started that journey for you and you've, you're making money from that and you continue to grow your business. But then your passion is, you know, whether it's in tech or whether it's project management, whether it's just, just real estate, you know, and you love what you're doing in, in the path that you, you've, you kind of started in so yeah um but it all just comes down to what your desire is and what how you think you and i know money is a motivator but when you start making money your your motivation changes in the direction of passion um right right and then that passion gets into okay that pushes you even further into like how how can i you know help other people um you know uh, get what they need there's there's a, a void mm-hmm. that i can fill to help people do that right, right. you're not no longer motivated by money it's right um, right it's more on like helping other i mean naturally i think that's why so many like real estate professionals or investors turned like into education right and we talk about chris mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um he's like i don't want i know what it it was it was like starting um, wholesaling or getting into real estate, I didn't know where to where to begin, and mm-hmm. so I started this course to really create a really basic, simple blueprint for anybody that is committed to follow. Um, and lo- I mean, look at the success of of all of the students. Like again, yeah. it's it's at some point like closing deals is is not. And he even mentions too. He's like seeing my students poster deals is like way better yeah. feeling than when I closed my own percent. Because I mean, once you get used to that, you've been doing it 10 plus years, it's like, that no longer is your motivation. It's like, if you're somebody like me, or that's just like looking, okay, what's the next thing I can jump into? Mm-hmm. Uh, like, how can I improve? Um, you know, it's, it's, that's like evolution. It's, it's growth. Um, right. So I think, I think, um, with anything that's why it's like don't focus on everything at first like focus on mm-hmm. one thing that gives you some interest um but you know don't let i mean mo- to say money isn't a factor 
is a lie, but like, don't just focus solely on the money because you, you, t you lose focus mm -hmm. on um, like what's important. So the, the main thing is just picking something that sparks your interest um, and sticking with it. If, if that is the case, but eventually, like you say, you're, you're going to open doors here mm -hmm. and here and there, like with people you connect, uh, going to conferences um, mm -hmm. that will eventually bear you into an, another sector of real estate. So I think people just need to learn to have some patience. Uh, and I'm speaking to myself too, where it's just like, you know, I want to, <laughs> I want to learn everything, like give, give, right, it, give right. it to me all. Um, but it's just, it's just appreciating what you're learning and applying it in action and the rest kind of, you know, falls into place. So uh, I think that's why I love real estate. And I know like I'm passionate about it when mm -hmm. people ask me about real estate or, yeah, me too. or ask me questions of like something that I do know. I'm like, Oh, like I, I like get super energetic or I'm like, it just really excites me. And that's, that tells me like, okay, I'm in the right place. Uh, although I have a nine to five, which I'm, I'm passionate about. Um, this is something that's like uh, naturally I'm, mm -hmm. I gravitate towards. So that's right. uh that's always like if you, you kind, of, kind of want to follow that feeling. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think the most important thing is, you know, just to get started and, and, you know, kind of pick a lane that you, you want. And like you said, just focus on that lane and stick to it. And then the doors will open within that lane on which direction you kind of want to go. But right. if you kind of, you know, get, into real estate in the lane that you want to and then you know you may figure out it's not for you i mean honestly yeah. you know this right. is not for you and a lot of people do quit and you know even like i don't know the statistics for wholesalers but you know <laughs> statistics for <laughs> realtors is like they quit like there's a lot of people that don't do the deal for their first year they join they the you know least amount of resistance for them as a realtor is joining a successful team right and more doing the grunt work than anything but everybody kind of splits the pie um right. you know within that team so like um so a lot of people try to do it themselves and you know and it's all about different ways to learn too which is important right mm -hmm. so we went the route of getting a mentor and uh, learning um and having a community and that works great for me and you know obviously for you as well too so right. um you know for someone that needs more one-on-one -on -one, then invest in that you know invest in someone that is in the industry that you want to go in that lane and you know kind of give you the advice or you know talk to different brokers and you know network with people and see if real estate or being realtor is the route for you um, right. You know, I know that um, the community is big in this industry, and I know I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be where I'm at without the community that Jeff or Chris Jefferson has uh, built up, right, within right. you. And um, it's a community of people that actually uh, like-minded, supportive, yeah. and and just you know great people. You know, um, I would say. Yeah. Uh, they're all great in their own way, but they're good people, right? Right, they're right. Good people, genuinely good people that um, are looking for everybody to kind of succeed um, within the group. So, yeah, no, uh, 
I think no, no, like selfish, um, no greedy, like energy, or I think they call it no stingy and energy where, (laughs) um, you know, where, because you'll know this, the people that uh, have to step over people to get to their success, like they don't Mm -hmm. last long or, um, you know, in this specific industry too, like any other industry, it's all about relationships and who, you Mm -hmm. know, like we're just talking about the other, the other day, right? Like, I had an interesting experience with this specific person. I, I, I may not, you know, work with them yeah, because yeah. of, you know, this experience. Right. Um, right. And that's, that's going to happen. You don't want to be that person. Um, yeah. I mean, it's one thing if like you guys, your values just don't line up, which is going to happen. But like, you know, I, I think that's a big part is like, reach out to somebody like, you know, mm-hmm. um, I think we talk about JV all the time. I think we have an episode on JV. Uh, what what a junior uh, venture is. We talked. We also talked about networking, like how to actually network mm-hmm. with brokers or with other investors, uh, other wholesalers. Like, there's such a pool. I mean, if you go on Instagram, um, you know, follow like look look into somebody who's like a big time investor, like say like a Max Maxwell, a Chris mm-hmm. Jefferson. Look at who they're following. Like, maybe find some people, reach out to them. Who knows? Um, they may reach out, reach back out. Um, but it's just putting yourself in that position because you can't do it all on your own. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You can only get so far. Maybe you can close a few deals here and there, but you need you need a team of um, supporters that's going to be by your side. So, um, you know, whether it's joining a course or, um, you know, just working with somebody like that will take you under their wing, whatever mm-hmm. it is, like where can you add value and and, that, and that's it. So, um, that's a hundred percent just relying on, uh, your group of people. Cause when you feel down, these are the people you need to reach out to. Yeah. Cause 100%. I think I guarantee that people that failed they're in their business or whatever the case may be, maybe they didn't have like a support group to go to mm-hmm. when things were, were rough. Um, you know, it, it happens all the time. Um, yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. So. Like it's, you know, I think, being an entrepreneur and you're venturing out is is kind of lonely right and right you know i i felt like i wanted to kind of break that cycle because i've started businesses before and and uh getting into real estate and you know i i just felt like this was a different way of you know starting your business because you're mm-hmm. learning alongside building relationships and having the community of support right and right. that's that's huge. Um, you know, uh, so like that would, that's what I would say is just research like that field, that specific focus that you want to be in real estate, see if there's a community out there that is in that focus mm-hmm. and then maybe explore that, you know, get into some groups or go to maybe some events like you had said that, yeah. um, you know, so you can surround yourself with those type of people and see if that's, the the lane that you kind of want to start and then once you decide that just you know full full steam ahead just you know jump yeah, in just create a plan uh, set right. some goals um you know it's it, it's great yeah to just jump ahead but at some point you're gonna need some plan on how mm-hmm. you're gonna do it right so right, right. um you know definitely writing out <clears throat> some some goals and then just starting small like mm-hmm. um it can be okay, if, if it's like closing one deal, what's mm-hmm. it going to take you to 
to do that. Okay, I got to make this amount of calls every day or, you know, whatever mm -hmm. it is, like write those little goals um, <clears throat> and accomplish them. Like maybe it can be a, a weekly goal and then a daily goal. Um, make them as small as, as you want. Um, I think it's about like that momentum that we talked about. Um, yeah. And so once you start taking action, uh, you'll start seeing results because uh, the more action you're taking, the the more likely you're to land something. Yeah, and uh, sure. you know, just just reaching out. It's just um, I, I think it's just I don't know if it's the ego where it's just like we're scared to ask for help. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's I, I just uh, yeah, even a couple years ago, I would have never thought of like just real estate. Um, and somehow within the span of a year and a half, I, I build myself a community of like mm -hmm. over a hundred people right. um, just because of the actions I took, mm -hmm. uh, the decisions I made and like the people I surround myself with. Right. The people are keeping you up. Like those are the people you want to keep around. So absolutely, it always starts with your circle. Like what do they say? Mm -hmm. the, the, the top five people that you hang around with or interact with the most. Um, right. can tell you a lot about yourself. So exactly. exactly. That that that's a big thing for me. Um, mm -hmm. where it's like I don't be I don't want to be associated with specific people um that just are not on my level. Like yeah. I've I've been around people where it's just you know that like scarcity kind of like mindset. Mm -hmm. I'm just like it's like a turnoff. It's just it like is. okay, I gotta go. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I can't uh, be around people like right? that. Right? Yeah. No, I can't. I really, I can't. I'm like, my brain does not like will not stand for it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, and I think also like we want to hear from you guys that are <clears throat> listening or you know watching this on YouTube. You know, yeah. whether it's now or you know later. You know, make uh, you know you know, make comments below and, you know, we want to hear what avenue that you're taking um, to get yeah. into real estate, you know, what, what profession that you're, you, you're getting into, whether it's an investor, realtor, or, you know, lender, multifamily, commercial, whatever the case may be, whatever, you yeah. know, well, let us know. We, we'd like to hear it, you know, we'll comment back as well. And, you know, um, always, you know, you can reach us as well on our socials and stuff, but I yeah. think, um, you know, just hearing back from uh, the people that are actually learning about this and want to get into this, I think, you know, will help us on how we can help you in the future with future podcasts and future topics as well, too. So I think um, that's just important because, you know, that that was another avenue that helped us. You know, we, we started yeah. this podcast, you know, and we met through real estate and that that just kind of blossom into we kind of wanted to do a podcast and and you know it it just you know snowballed from there i mean it happened really quickly <laughs> and then <laughs> it now did. We're on no, I've, always, I've always wanted to do it and uh, i remember i pitched it to you because yeah. i was too scared to do it on my own well no that mm -hmm. was too scared i was just like that's a big that's a big thing to do mm -hmm. um because you know you and i <clears throat> we usually have like hour-long conversations and i was like yeah you know, I've been wanting to do a podcast and you're like, yeah, me too. I'm like, want to do one? Yeah, sure. And then the next Absolutely. thing you know, <laughs> it's like, <laughs> you know, you, you hear that. So I was just like, wow. Um, you know, it's just, it just happens quick and we're on our 31st episode. I know it's crazy. Um, yeah. Uh, yep. Exactly. Jordan, the average five people you spend the most time with. Um, 
Looks like James wants to get into multifamily buy and hold. Mm -hmm. I mean, multifamily is a space that we're looking to get into ourselves um, because uh, there's, if you imagine, and and I think there's, there's these conversations, right? Like, should you, is residential the way to go or multifamily? Mm -hmm. But if you imagine you buy a house, you only have one set, you have a house equals one door, right? Mm -hmm. Imagine buying a 20 unit, that's 20 doors. Like Mm -hmm. you do the math, of course, there's more managing, but Um, as long as you have a process down, that's kind of the one thing I am learning at the moment is you do need to have your pieces together in like relationships with brokers or real estate agents to get you deals or like mm-hmm. pocket listings. Um, some people go direct to seller too, just depends on the size of the multifamily. Um, but there's little things, right? There's a property mm-hmm. manager, especially if it's like out of state investing. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also like what the, what the expenses of underwriting that goes into it, uh, taxes. There's just so many avenues. Um, but the first thing is kind of like just picking, uh, okay, what's a market that I want to focus on that I can afford? Um, you know, what's my funding? You know, maybe mm-hmm. leveraging relationships with lenders um, or whatever the case may be. Um, but that is definitely a goal that we're, we're hoping to acquire this year. Uh, that's like actually my quarterly goal. Um, Mm -hmm. this quarter is to buy a multifamily property, uh, out of state, um, investing, uh, opportunity. Um, so really, really excited to see what that looks like. And the thing is, you don't have to have it figured out is what I've learned is like people like go in there and they figure it out as they go. Cause then after your first, deal or after closing uh, on the property, you'll learn and you can apply it to the next deal and then mm-hmm. the next and then the next. Right. You're, right. you're never going to be an expert in everything. Just surround yourselves with with professionals mm-hmm. that kind of know what they're doing or people who've been around the block and, yeah. and, and noticed that. Um, I have a question. I have a curiosity. Can you buy a quadplex as a primary residence without an investment property loan? I know you can buy a duplex as primary res. Not sure if it's cut off. Yeah. So the cutoff is actually, so two to four units. So uh, two unit is duplex, three Mm -hmm. is triplex, four is quadplex. Those are all considered residential. Anything over five units is considered commercial. So uh, what you're talking about is like a primary residence. You're talking about um, an FHA loan Mm -hmm. um, or, I mean, you could get a conventional, but FHA, you only put down 3.5%. As long as it's your primary residence, and you have to live there for a year. Mm-hmm. Um, or, I mean, I know some people who just buy it and just <laughs> keep it vacant. <laughs> right, right. Um, and we're not experts <laughs> by any means. Let me just add that. Um, but yes, there is a way and people get FHA loans that's mm-hmm. residential. Right. And it's what's called house hacking. Um, yeah. So that's now if it's not your primary residence, it's a, it's an investment property. Uh, you do have to put at least like 20% down mm-hmm. um, That's with, yeah. um, with, with any, even if it's a residential, like, mm-hmm. and it's considered an investment property, 20% down has to be put, but there's so many ways you can attain that, whether it's like from wholesaling deals and just getting some extra capital, or you can work with a lender to get that down where, where you save it, maybe use mm-hmm. your 401k um, towards that money. Um, but it's, it's a great way to go. I mean, for, for me, my goal is like anywhere between a four to, I don't know, even like a 30 unit, I'd be okay yeah. with um, acquiring. Right. Um, 
Because for me, it's like, I'll put that 20% down because 20% down maybe in a smaller market, not necessarily mm -hmm. Cali, because 20% down. Oh, no, yeah, there's a lot. I mean, like, any multifamily is probably million, over a million, yeah. Um, yeah. you know, depending on the area. But you can get 100K houses or um, multifamilies. So 20% I like, that's nothing, right? Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. um, I think that's why so many people do out of state investing. Um, but I mean, you definitely have to do your research, ask around. That's one thing I'm, I'm figuring out right now on like what, what are good markets to buy uh, multi yeah. uh, family properties in, um, not like major multifamilies, but like, yeah, like four to 20 units. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And then also check your local, you know, uh, city and, and county and they have programs that will help you with the down payment and, and yeah. all of this because I know California just I think LA County or the city had passed a um, you know a law now that you can um, apply for up to ten percent of mm, the down payment right. and then it it's a uh, they'll forgive the loan if you live in the, the residence for five years so wow. yeah so you'll borrow up to ten percent of what the cost is and then you take a loan out for that and then if you live in the residence for five years then they'll forgive the loan so you don't have to pay that back you don't have to um, pay that 10 percent back you don't have to take uh, 10 percent back so um so they're trying to give incentives for people to actually purchase um property um i know that you know on the investor side it's just a little bit difficult um you know, in California now, um, just right. because of all it's, it's very tenant friendly, um, state. Right. And so, uh, I know a lot of landlords that are, you know, having some trouble evicting people and stuff, even after the moratorium with, mm -hmm. uh, COVID, but you know, it, and that's why a lot of people are looking out of state and, you know, it's cheaper out of state as well too. So, right. um, but, you know, those just look into those type of programs, those because those programs exist. And, you know, if you're looking to get into, you know, a, a quadplex or a fourplex or whatever the case may be, there's programs out there to help you out. Yeah. And, and um, like like you, you've done some research. <clears throat> you have like um, you've signed up for newsletters on these like mm -hmm. real estate news. Um, I think I said it earlier, <clears throat> I never thought I would be that person looking into like Wall Street Journal or like, you know, like those um, mm -hmm. specific newsletters, but educate yourself, especially in the market and the market that you're interested in, in uh, investing in. Mm -hmm. Where are the local laws? Like what, what's, yeah. what's, what's happening? Like, like you said, if people aren't um, listening out for these things, like that's how you miss out on these opportunities. Um, so do some research when it comes to that. Um yeah, it looks like Jordan <clears throat> surrounded by mostly uh, duplexes, mm -hmm. some quads, such a couple while I'm out here. Oh yeah, yeah that's totally. Good. Yeah, hundred percent. That's a that's definitely a great way um, to 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 do that, and uh, yeah, definitely research what's in your market, what's in your city um, or the state, like what kind of laws. But it's also kind of a, a thing too, where we didn't really touch upon, which is like creative finance as well, mm -hmm. uh, which is another mm -hmm. way to take down properties if, if you want to buy and hold. Um, but you would have to be like a direct to seller kind of situation. Mm -hmm. And so this is why wholesaling is such a great foundation for everything, yeah, because it absolutely. teaches you everything. You're learning how to market 
you're creating a marketing strategy, uh, you're having to invest in, in everything and, and you're learning how to speak with sellers, how to close deals. So you understand the, um, the process to close, you know, working with title. Um, so wholesaling gives you all the tools. I think, you know, that's mm -hmm. something that's not really talked about in terms of um, taking those skills and implementing them into everything else. So yeah. um, people use wholesaling as their foundation. And once they get a, a, come across a good deal, they're able to then decide their exit strategy, which is yeah. basically the strategy that they'll move forward with. Yeah. I'm going to Airbnb I, or, you know, whatever the case Exactly. Yeah. Um, I was just going to say, like, I think wholesaling gives you the mindset of an investor, right? And yeah. then if you get to, you know, an agent, you get in the mindset of retail, like right. you know, the best, highest price for that property. And that necessarily doesn't equate to a investor standpoint unless they're renovating and then selling, right? So right. Um, I think, you know, wholesaling has its benefits in regards to the mindset of the type of real estate that you want to do to generate mm. wealth. So that's- Yeah, that's, that's a great point. Yeah. Yes, yeah, that's, that's a mic drop. This is stop the podcast right here. Um, <laughs> but yeah, there, I mean, there's stuff that we didn't even really get into. Like um, I meant to talk about land too. There's also ways oh, to yeah, that's right. yeah. land and, and build, connecting with builders. Um, but I think you guys got a really good idea. I really appreciate you guys in the, in the comments. Um, but uh, in terms of like uh, how to get started, I think honestly just taking action, bigger pockets, YouTube, uh, reaching out to people, uh, professionals, uh, whether it's like wholesaling or whatever, um, reach out to them um, mm -hmm. and, and just continue learning and take action. As you learn something, just take action on it. Join a course, uh, join a group. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it's so simple to get started in real estate. You can get started from, from your couch. <laughs> like that, that's <laughs> so many people have done that from like their home. They, have, they don't even have to step exactly. out. Yeah, especially with the pandemic and everything, everything's on Zoom now. I actually did my first deal on this couch, so just letting you know. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, the sacred couch. That's it. That's yeah, it. I did mine from my uh, from my desk. So mm -hmm. uh, you know, you don't have to. That, that's the beauty. As long as you focus on the process, you don't have to go anywhere. Um, I know so many people in California that are investing out of state successfully. Uh, they have a whole process down because they treat it like a business you know that's mm -hmm. there's a difference between a landlord being a landlord and being a business owner yeah 100 percent. you can be a business owner and own you know own properties but it's like it, that's where you flip the the mindset so mm -hmm. um really hope you guys enjoyed uh this episode definitely reach out to us uh on ig at real estate claudia mm -hmm. at mr tim rei um on uh, our podcast on ig at get underscore the bag podcast uh we'll be back next week hopefully together i'm yeah. back in, down in la um now and really excited for um you know what what to come up with topics so feel free to reach out to us if you guys have any questions or topics you want us to cover we're gonna mm -hmm. um try to get some guests in here for the next couple uh weeks next couple months um, hopefully some in person, maybe some, um, you know, just guests coming on and uh, showcasing, you know, what they're all about. Yeah, absolutely. So we're excited for 
the future episodes and we appreciate everybody that's you know uh loyal followers and new new viewers as well so just make sure you hit that subscribe button below yeah. follow us on social and you know we uh we we love helping you guys out so yeah cool well you guys have a great day and we'll catch you guys next week all right see ya peace